means it's worth more to them than 145. Why would I yeah. why would I advise them to only offer 145 when the house is worth more to them and yeah. they'd be more devastated if they don't get it. Yeah. This week in our training huddle we talked about how to advise your buyers to make offers mm-hmm. in a competitive situation competitive mm-hmm. listing you know listing situation multiple offers in a seller market you know mm-hmm. seller's market so we really went deep into a couple of different aspects of the process and some valuable insight i think was uncovered we've been using a lot of escalation clauses in mm-hmm. our offers okay and they're not working and one of the reasons we realize they're not working Oftentimes we're going up against against a cash deal, yeah, okay, a cash offer. So let's say the listing price is one hundred and thirty thousand, mm-hmm. and we are a conventional buyer. Mm-hmm. We're willing to pay what we need to pay. Yeah. Okay. So what what's been happening here is these agents are writing offers. They'll say we'll offer one hundred and thirty thousand, and we'll escalate up to one hundred and fifty. Mm-hmm. So we'll beat any other offer that you get up to one hundred and fifty by a thousand dollars or something like that. So we think. We've been thinking as the buying agents here writing these offers, hey, look, we're, we're showing a lot of strength and we're willing to go to where it takes. Yeah. But what's happening is these agents taking these offers, collecting these offers, are looking at this 130 with an escalation up to 150 offer and they're comparing it to a $130,000 cash offer. Mm-hmm. And what's happening, unfortunately, is the, is the agents aren't really being real creative they're just being real black and white. They're saying, here's 130 cash. Mm-hmm. Here's 100, 131 conventional. This one will escalate a thousand over this one. Right. You know? Right. And then, so obviously what's the seller going to do? The seller's going to say, you know what? The cash offer looks great. Uh, I'm not worried about an extra thousand bucks. I'd rather have a cash deal. Yeah. As you would too, right? Yeah. So we're losing, we're, our, our buyers in, in many cases are losing out to cash buyers by $1,000 in a situation where they would have been willing to pay 20000 yeah, over the list price. Right. And so I get frustrated. Trust me, I get frustrated for a lot of reasons. I think everyone does. <laughs> but we can't control what the listing agent says or does with the seller. Right. When we're the modern agent as a buyer's agent. But what we can control is what the set, what the listing agent has to present. Mm-hmm. And we can, we can control that by how we structure the deals. Exactly. So one of the things we realized pretty quickly was after a little bit of discussion was we need to go back to offering higher offers out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, so instead of offering 130 here, maybe we offer 140. Okay. So mm-hmm. we start higher. And then maybe we escalate there from there. And then our escalation uh, amounts need to be higher. Yep. And this was something I didn't agree with at first, but now I'm really starting to agree with it. Yeah. Because if your offer is 140 and the set, and the, let's say 140 and the cash offer is, let's say 140 mm-hmm. and we're willing to escalate up to 150. Well, if we're only escalating by a thousand at a time, we're still creating that environment where the, the marginal difference is just a thousand. Yeah. So we need to have a higher escalation chunk. Excuse me. So maybe instead of a thousand, maybe it's 5,000. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe the answer is instead of offering 130 with an escalation up to 150, you know, thousand more than the next offer, maybe it's 140 and we'll escalate up to 150 and beat other, any other comparing competing offer up to 150 by 5,000. Yeah. And the reason why we need to do this is because we need to make our offer marginally attractive enough for a seller to take it over a cash offer. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the first part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. We all realized, you know what, this isn't working. 
if we're going up against cash and we're escalating, we're only adding a thousand, all these agents are not really countering us and saying, hey, these, this guy's willing to pay 20,000 more than this guy. Maybe we yeah. should counter this guy at 145. Yeah. Because then we got, you know, 15,000 more than the cash offer. Mm-hmm. They're not doing that. Right. And they're doing, they're not doing that for a lot of reasons that I don't want to get into. They're not thinking or they don't think about it or they're not strategic or they don't care or, or, or they don't want to, or they want it easier for them or mm-hmm. whatever. But I can tell you what they're not doing is they're not representing their clients very well because they're leaving right. tons of money on the table. Right. Our, so our listing agents don't do that. We are much more creative and much more thoughtful. And, uh, in, in my opinion, we try really hard to get the most we can for our clients, mm-hmm. but that's, again, I'm, I'm just ranting now, but what we need to do as the buying agents is structure our deals so that the listing agents can't hurt them. Can't, can't, you know, makes it harder for the listing agents to, to point the buyer, the seller in a different direction. Exactly. So higher offers out of the gate is the first step. Mm-hmm. So instead of offering full price up to 150, this is assuming a scenario in which the buyer is comfortable at 150, the house is reasonably worth that much, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So we're going through all those what ifs, but instead of offering 130, let's start at 140. Because now, at least, obviously, we don't know there's a cash offer from mm-hmm. full price at 130. We don't know that, but let's just assume there is. If there's four or five offers on the table and you're coming as the sixth offer, yeah, you know, you got to assume that there's at least one cash full price offer. So let's assume that we come in at 140 now. Now we're 10,000 above the other offer to start, and that makes it a tougher decision for the seller. Yeah, 1,000 is an easy decision. 10,000 is a hard decision. Yeah, it is. And also, let's say there is another offer. Okay, mm-hmm. for 140. Mm-hmm. Now we've escalated up to 145. Yeah, which makes the again makes a very very difficult decision for the seller, whether or not to to, to go with that or go with a cash offer for mm-hmm. less. The decision has to be difficult. If the decision is easy, you won't win. Exactly, it's got to be a difficult decision. That's that's the thing. So then, on the second half of our conversation, after we all decided that you know what this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Assuming all those variables I described earlier, the house could be worth 150, the sellers, the buyer is good at that price, they're comfortable with those numbers, they, all that stuff. So then we started talking about, okay, well, how do we advise our clients to make these offers? Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of hesitation in our office about that because they all think that they're they're not being ethical or they think that they're pressuring their clients into offering more than they should or whatever. Which is noble, but... It's very noble and it's also very detrimental. Yeah. Because it's not working. Exactly. It's not working. Okay. And this is what I tried to explain to everybody. Look, in a different market, it would be a lot more noble. But in this market, if you don't advise your clients to a successful strategy, which is, you know, a little bit more hard for them mm-hmm. to get around, you're not helping your clients. You tell your client, you don't offer more than one thirty, that's what it's listed for. You go over ten. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. You know? So the first thing that, that modern agents need to do is they need to have a heart to heart with themselves about what ethical treatment and what ethical um, representation really means. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ethical, ethical representation doesn't mean you don't help your clients make difficult decisions. You mm-hmm. don't, you don't lead your clients into doing what's not what they're uncomfortable with by nature. Ethical representation is helping your clients understand exactly what it is they need to do to get the house they want. That's what it is. Right. Right. And, Again, in a previous podcast, we're talking about this. If you sit down with your client beforehand and kind of talk them through, like these are the market conditions right now, we're probably going to have to offer higher than list at the get-go with the escalation clause of this. Just kind of give them an idea beforehand, so when you get to the, you find the house that you want to make that offer, they already know what they're ready. They've already thought about. It. They know what they're ready. Yo, know, excuse me, words right now. Um, they. They, got they know they, what to do. Yeah, they, they have an idea yeah. what to do. 
So for sure. One of the things we talked about was the importance of the buyer consultation. Mm-hmm. Now more than ever, it's more important now to go through the process of helping the buyers understand what these offers dynamics are going to look mm-hmm. like ahead of time, like you're saying, so that by the time they're in this high pressure situation, they're already ready. They already know what's coming. Yeah, yeah. So the buyer consultations ahead of time are the, are critically important. There's something really cool that you did uh, during Huddle. You had uh, the admin pull up the closed sales from the last, what was it, 60 days? Yeah, that's where I'm going next year. Oh, okay, go ahead. So the next part of this is you got the buyer to understand. First of all, you're now at peace with helping your buyer make difficult yeah. decisions. You're, you're ethically dialed in. You know that they you need to help these clients mm-hmm. make more aggressive offers because they've been 0 for 6. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're at peace with that. You've got your head around that. You've conveyed that to your client. Your mm-hmm. client is now on board. They yeah. get it too. They're tired of losing and they, they're willing to pay 150 for a yeah. house like this. So now you got all those dynamics in place to where you're in a good space to actually start structuring offers. Mm-hmm. So then you got to figure out how to make an offer. Yeah. And this was where a lot of people in the meeting got stumped. Because we had one guy say, you know what, everything's thirty thousand over at list price right now, and yeah. I'm thinking, well, wait a minute, we can't just we can't just throw a number out like that. We got to find that number. Yes. So one of the things that we did was we went back and we ran some comps. So this is something you can do as the modern agent when you're trying to help your client understand where they should be offering, mm-hmm. because over list price is just not a strategy. You got to know how much or yeah. where, where to go and how much to stop, when to stop, because they're not going to pay a million for the house, right? Exactly. So come on, we got to figure out what this thing is worth and what's the most it could be worth. You need a good starting point. We need a starting point. So the first thing that we did, we just did an exercise in the middle of the huddle. We said, you know what? Let's search. Mm-hmm. I think we did 125 to 150, City of Midland, Yep. Closed sales the last 30 days. Mm-hmm. We found nine of them. We added up the sold price versus list price. We came up with an average uh, difference. Mm-hmm. And what we found was over the last 60 days or whatever it was, the average sold price was 10000 more than the average listing price. Yeah. Now, that, that in and of itself doesn't tell you exactly what to do, but it gives you perspective and it gives the buyer perspective. So mm-hmm. they say, wow, there were nine other sales that closed in the last 30 days where the listing price was in the range of 125 to 150 but it yeah. actually closed for 10000 more than that. Mm-hmm. So right away, if we take our subject property that we're looking at, we plug it into that model and we realize that our house is very, very similar to those. Now we have some perspective. Okay, now we know, hey, look. These 1,250 square foot ranches that were listed in the 130 range, they sold for 140. There's one for 147. There's one Mm -hmm. for 142. You know, okay. So when we look at those sold prices, we comp comp the subject out. What we'll find most likely is that the subject will comp for higher than 130. Yeah. And that's how you start to figure out what something's worth. So let's say you run the comps. Forget about the listing price. Disregard the list price for a minute. Just take the sold comps, apply the formulas to your subject property and see where you come out. So let's say you come out at 141 Mm -hmm. or 143 or 138, doesn't matter. Whatever it comes out at is not the gospel best price you'll pay. It's just another data point. So you say, okay, buyers, here's what we see. Based on the sales in the last 30 days or so, we have making the adjustments that we make, and da, 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 it appears that the that the most probable market value for the subject property is somewhere in the range of 138 to 139, mm-hmm. okay? Now, right away, your clients will, will probably say, well, is that what we should offer? Is that the most we should offer? That's where you have to have the hard conversation. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like this, and this is where I lost, again, I lost everybody. Everybody looked at me like, Logan, you're crazy. And I'm saying, no, guys, I'm not crazy. What I say is, look, the previously sold comps are, are, are pointing to a value of this house in the range of 138 to 139. That doesn't mean you can't pay more. 
Right. Lowell, you can pay whatever it is that you feel comfortable to pay for this house. Mm-hmm. As long as you understand that the comps from the recently sold data are pointing to this price. Yep. But in an improving market, Lowell, every single sale price is not possibly justifiable by previous sales. Mm-hmm. And this is another thing I want you guys to pay close attention and think about this again. In an improving market, every single sale data point can't possibly be justified from previous sales. Exactly. How could they? There's no way they could. Because mm-hmm. all the averages of the previous sales are less than the current right. average, current value of the property because the market's going up. You follow? I Exactly. Yep. 100%. The market won't go up forever, but the market's still going up at the time that you're you're making offers when you're dealing with five or six buyers, you're, you're in an improving market still. Mm-hmm. So the question doesn't become, are you willing to pay more than 138 or 139? The question mm-hmm. becomes, how much more are you willing to pay? Right. Okay. And that's where you have a conversation with your buyer. Mm-hmm. And you say, look, listed for 130. We think it's one, you know, comps are saying 138, 139. We're, we're competing with four or five other buyers. How much do we want the house? How comfortable or how uncomfortable are we willing to get to get this thing? Mm-hmm. And then you start asking questions. You say things like, if we offered 145 and we got the house, would you be thrilled? Would you be excited? Would you be, you know, would you be ecstatic? Or would you feel like, would you have a bunch of regret? Okay. And nine times out of 10, they'll say, yeah, you know what? We'd be ecstatic. We'd be ecstatic. Yeah. We'd be excited. Then I'd say, well, first of all, we shouldn't start any less than that. Okay. That's where we should be. Mm-hmm. Then I would say something like, if we offered 145 and we still didn't get it, would you be crushed? And they'll either say, well, yeah, we'd be crushed. Then you're going up. Then you're talking about 150. Or if they'll say, you know what? If we don't, if we offer 145 and we don't get it, we'll be okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll survive. Long story short, there's a price at which you get that answer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe it's a million bucks. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're willing to pay 999,000, but at a million, they're over it. Yeah. So help your client to identify what that number is in terms of their own desire and demand for the house. Okay. But that is a separate discussion over what the house is worth. And this is, again, this is, you see, I'm losing a lot of people here because a lot of people don't want to have a conversation with their clients about paying more for a house than it's worth because the, because it's only worth what it's worth, right? But it's only worth what it's worth in your mind and your analysis from previous sale data. Right. So if the market's improving, it is worth, more than that number. Mm-hmm. So the question isn't, is it worth more than that? The question is, how much more is it worth to the buyer you're helping? Exactly. Yep. And you help that buyer to make that great offer. Because if they don't, they don't get the house. Mm-hmm. You follow? Yeah. And and I'm at peace as a buying agent. If I'm, th- if I'm looking at a $130,000 listing and I have data that tells me that in the past 30 or 60 days, average deals like this are closing at around 10000 more than they're listed at. I am totally sleeping well at night if my clients start at 145 and escalate up to 150. Yeah. And if they get it, okay, if they get the house. I don't feel like I, I scammed them. I don't feel yeah. like I, I gave them bad advice. I feel like I gave them advice that worked. And they're going to be happy. Mm-hmm. And if they're not happy, they'll, they'll back out. And they'll, you know, they'll change their mind or whatever. But they never do because we have these conversations up front. And I know they're going to be happy because I ask them. Mm-hmm. I don't just demand or drive them into a price they're not happy with and then they regret it later. That's not mm-hmm. sales. That's manipulation. Yeah. But when you're sitting down and you talk about 140, you talk about 145 and you gauge the reaction of your clients, you help your clients to make the decision that's right for them and their family. Mm-hmm. Okay. The one, and this is another aspect of this. 
Every single listing is incorrectly priced. Yeah. <clears throat> some some people might think, well, it's listed for 130. The seller must be happy when getting 130. Why should we offer 145? And the answer to that is because the listing price is a guess. It's a data point, mm-hmm. and it's never accurate. It's either high or low. Sometimes it sells right on the money, but nine times out of ten, it's either sells for more right. or sells for less. So the data point of the listing price is should not be the basis of your offer strategy mm-hmm. anymore. Not in a market where there's five or six buyers. Again, it's a good starting point. It's a starting point, but that's it. So you have to look at what the other comps have sold for, mm-hmm. how your house compares to that house, the, how long ago those sales occurred, how fast your market is improving, how much demand there is in this particular scenario with five other buyers. Yeah. And then you got to reconcile all that with how much your buyer wants the house. Mm-hmm. And then you have to have the courage to look your buyers in the eye and say, guys, I know this is listed for 130, but I think a 145 starting point gives you the better chance of getting this thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if we offer 145 and it's and it's accepted, would you be thrilled? Yes. Then that's what we should do. Mm-hmm. Would you like to do that? And then you close on the decision. You don't you don't send it back to them and say, well, how much would you like to pay? What's the house worth to you? Yeah. You don't ask questions like those. We talked about this too. You don't ask a question like that because you're never going to get a productive answer. Right. Okay. Because people by nature are always going to want to undervalue things. They're always going to want to discount. They're always going to want to minimize their risk. Exactly. Exactly. And then that's something that a mentality that, you know, I, I think agents don't really understand because as someone who just bought a house recently, there's this thing called buyer's remorse. You may love the house, but you're like, is, is it really worth that much? Right. You, when you ask those questions, like, if 140, if we get it at 140, are you, are, is there going to be high fives, fist bumps? Or are we popping the cork? Like those are the type of answers you want, not what it's worth to you. Right. So you have to kind of change that uh, mentality a little bit. Nobody would ever say the house is worth 140. Yeah. If the, if the house is listed for 130 and I said, what's the house worth to you, Lowell? You would mm-hmm. never say, well, it's worth 10,000 more than it's listed for. Yeah. It's just human nature, yeah. human nature to protect yourself. To yeah, not exactly. Do that. So asking that question is very, very counterproductive because it will drive your buyer down the wrong path if the buyer's objective is to buy the house. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So instead of saying, what's the house worth to you? You say, if we get it for 145 would you be excited? Would be fist bump and would be pop corks? Yeah. And if the answer is yes, then you know that their desire and their demand for that house aligns with that value. In other words, their perception of that value, Mm -hmm. their perception of the value of that house is 145 because they would be excited to have it. So they would have seen value. If I said, if we got it for half a million, would you be excited? They'd say no. Why would they say no? Because they don't perceive that much value in that. So my job as an agent is to help my client to perceive the true value to them of of the house and then help them go get it at that price. Yes. Okay. And ob- obviously to protect them against quote unquote overpaying, but not to protect them from overpaying, but to help them to know what they're doing. Yeah. There is no shame in paying more for a house than the comp say it's worth. Yeah. Let me say that again. There is no shame in paying more for a house than the comps say it's worth. So long as you know what you're doing. Exactly. Okay, that's what that's what auctions look like. That's what supply and demand looks like. That's what improving markets look like. Mm-hmm. An improving market improves because people pay more for houses than the comps say they're worth. Period. 
Otherwise, the market would never improve. Yeah. That's why every market cycle or the history of the real estate market and the history of the world, yeah. every time it's been improving, it's because people have paid more for houses than the comps say they're worth. Yeah. So stop feeling bad as an agent about advising your clients to do that as long as they know what they're doing. Yes. Because you, this great, ethical, loving, nurturing, protective agent, doesn't want to hurt your client, but your client might not be so worried about that. They might be more worried about getting the house. And you don't want to advise your client away from actually winning the deal that they're trying to win because you're trying to protect them. Right. It's noble, but it's wrong. Right. It's You're not helping your clients. It's noble, way. but it's such a mental, like you said earlier. That's exactly right. So what you need to do is help your clients to know what they're doing, be very informed, very confident, have a lot of data, structure the layout of the, of the situation so they understand that they have to be aggressive, and then help them to determine what the most aggressive they're comfortable to be is. Mm-hmm. And try to get him to that point so they have a realistic chance of winning the deal. Because you were hired to help them win the deal. You were not hired to protect them. You were hired to help protect them as they win deals. Yeah. Okay? So it's kind of a weird dynamic. It's really hard to get your head around. But at the end of the day, as long as you're leading from a place of trust and a place of mm-hmm. um, ethical, you know, high ground, then turn up your aggressiveness Turn up the pressure, turn up the dynamics of the conversation so your clients realize what they need to do and then back it up with as much data as you can and then help them to get over the hump emotionally by structuring the conversation in a way that helps them to do that. Mm -hmm. Lowell, if we offer 145 and we get a call back that says it's accepted, are you going to be fired up? Are you going to be excited? Are you going to be pumped? Are we going to be celebrating? Mm -hmm. Yes. Lowell. If we offer 145 and we don't get the house, if I call you up in an hour and say we didn't get it, mm-hmm. are you guys going to have some regret? Are you going to wish you'd offered more? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we'd be pretty, we'd be pretty bummed if we don't get it. All right, well, let's talk about 150 then. Okay. Okay. At 150, if I call you up, are you still going to be excited? Yeah. But if I call you up and you don't get it, are you going to be, you going to be all right? Yeah, yeah. I don't think we do more than 150. I just we don't see that, and that's the top of our budget, and that's mm-hmm. the top. Okay. Well, you know what then. Lowell, it's up to you what you want to offer. Do you want to offer 145 or 150? Don't do that because he's going to say 145. Yeah. What you say instead is, Lowell, it's up to you what to offer. You can offer 145 or you can offer 150. But 150 has a much, much, much better shot at acceptance than 145. Mm-hmm. And if you're comfortable, if you're at peace, if you get it at 150, that's what I think you should do. You see the difference there? Yeah. If I just hand it over to to you and say, what do you want to do? You're always going to say 145. Yeah. So again, this is a little nuance here. Again, it's going back to where you say, you always, the, the client's going to want to protect themselves and exactly. try to get that discount price. Of course price. they do. If I lay it out like that and I say, hey, do you want this piece of candy or do you want this piece of zucchini? Mm-hmm. Which one are you going to get? I'm going to get the sugary nonsense. Come on. You know, what you need to say is, look, here's a piece of sugar. Here's a piece of vegetable. Sugar tastes better, but the vegetable's much better for you. And yes. this will help you feel good and you won't regret having this. Mm-hmm. But you know, you gotta sell the vegetable. You can't just lay out the two options to not be pushy. Mm-hmm. You have to push the vegetable. Yeah. The vegetable is 150 right now. The candy is 145. Yeah. Okay. And if and they've already signaled to me that if they don't get it at 145, they're devastated. Yeah. That means it's worth more to them than 145. Why would I yeah. why would I advise them to only offer 145 when the house is worth more to them and yeah. they'd be more devastated if they don't get it? Yeah. Well, come on, I have no problem at 150. Look, at 150, guys, 
the comps are saying 138 to 139. You do you realize mm-hmm. that? So at 150, we're paying a premium from what the comps say the house is worth. Yeah, absolutely. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Yeah, we're okay with that because we want the house. Right. Okay. That's where I got to get out of the way. Yeah. Because I've made my comment. I've laid out this scenario. They understand. Their eyes wide open. If I say, guys, you can't offer 150. It's not worth 150. It's only worth 138. Yeah. If yeah, I yeah. say that, that's not necessarily the case mm-hmm. because they might value it higher. Another of the five other buyers might value it higher. It's not my place to say what they can or shouldn't or can't do. Mm-hmm. It's my place as the agent to lay out the scenario and help them to understand the risks and then help guide them to the best possible outcome for them that they're comfortable with. Okay. And then there's that last aspect of the appraisal and the appraisal gap guarantee and all these other things. We could talk about that in another issue, but the point is agents, you have to get comfortable having difficult conversations with your clients that lead them to offering more out of the gate. Mm-hmm. And you have to have a plan and a system to do that. You got to look at past sales. You got to look at the discount ratios. You got to analyze the subject property based on its value today, not based on its listing price. And then you have to help your clients to see the premium between the value today and what they're willing to pay. And then you have to help your clients to feel comfortable paying at the higher end of the range. Mm -hmm. Go get them. Go get them.